You might be wondering who this priest is. So this father, uh, David. Yeah, I was like, Daniel David? I'm like, yeah. Uh, he is from the Diocese of Wichita, visiting us uh, uh, and some of his friends here in Denver. So thank you, Father, for, for being with us today. Uh, you know, when I came to the States, uh, it was, it, any, anyone who comes here, you know, everyone is trying to tell you, you will have to uh, hit the wall at some point. Cultural wall. You know, like, yes, because you were taken from your homeland, which is Poland in my case, and you are here. So at some point, you have to face some differences, you know, between our two cultures. Um, one of them was, uh, many years ago, when for the very first time I went to the movie theater to see the movie, you know, movie was scheduled for the 7 p.m., so I showed up like a good boy, Polish guy, uh, 6.50, you know, you cannot be late, like, I hate being late. So if I paid for a ticket, I want to be exactly, you know, even before it starts, the, the movie. So I show up 6.30, uh, even 6.30, then 6.50 in, uh, in front of the screen, 7 p.m., ready to see the movie. Guess what happened? Still happens. They showed me 20 minutes of trailers. Now I know how it works, so I show up like 7.15, just five minutes before the movie starts, because I know I want to skip the trailers, because they're they trying to show you like up to 10 of them, you know, two, three minutes each, so they hope you will be back for some of the uh, upcoming movies. And each trailer is designed to show you the best scene, Kind of the story, but not really 100%, because you want to know, oh, I want to see this movie. I want to come back and see, you know, how, how it ends. Uh, speaking about the movies, yes, you know, the most popular ones right now, Barbie. I haven't watched this one. I just seen the trailer. Doesn't, uh, doesn't look appealing to me, so I'm skipping this one. But the second one, Oppenheimer. Uh, you know, it's a you know, guy, a physicist. I was studying physics, so I don't need trailers for this one. I, like, I want to see this one. It's, it's science. It's awesome. You know, the guy who, who constructed the first atomic bomb. And sounds awesome to me, so I don't need trailer. But if you go to the movie theater, yes, you have to still watch up to 10 of them, about even different weird movies as well that you don't want to watch. So trailer is designed to help you to decide even now, yes, I want to be back for more. I think today's gospel is a trailer. Jesus shows the best scene yet to happen. I want you to be back. Okay? That's what he intends. I want you to be back. In a few minutes, I will be praying the the preface, which is the, this long prayer, you know, which, which starts the Eucharistic prayer. Usually this one gives you like the, the essence of, of, the, of, of the gospel of the day. And so here is this one sentence from the preface that you will hear in a few minutes. Jesus did this. He transfigured. Why? That the scandal of the cross might be removed from the hearts of his disciples. Jesus knew what was going to happen. Right? And so instead of showing them this, he showed them the, 
glory of his body, the resurrected body, right? Being the, being the king. So kind of like one of the last scenes in the movie. But you don't know the whole story. Jesus wants you to be back. But looking at uh, the audience, which is St. Peter, St. John, and St. James, you remember uh, who was back for the movie? St. John. Peter was not there. James was not there. Not everyone comes back for the movie after the trailer. I was looking, you know, into different saints, what they said about this scene. Uh, yes, I could go to the first reading in Daniel uh, in chapter 7 and take this prophecy and apply it to Jesus as the king, which is true. I can take the second reading, which is St. Peter, who says, I've seen the movie. It's awesome. You should see it too. That's what he says. We have seen the trailer, and even the whole movie. We know the whole story of Jesus. And you, that's what he says, moreover, we possess the prophetic message, but it's altogether to, all reliable. You will do well, I love this when Peter does this, first Pope, you will do well to be attentive to it. You better listen to what I'm saying. It's a really good story. Right? We know that he was not at the foot of the cross when Jesus was dying. He regretted probably. Uh, but now he leads the church. He's telling people, you have to be back. I found out that St. Thomas Aquinas uh, was trying, of course, to apply this scene. You know, you have all of them, James, Peter, and John. How can we use it for ourselves? It's pretty interesting what he says. Uh, Mainly, St. Peter, remember this guy? I love him, because usually he speaks when he's not supposed to, like even in today's gospel. Jesus, it's so great, you know, I can make three tents. No, Peter, these guys are leaving like soon. <laughs> Most and Elijah are gone soon, okay? Peter, okay? He's the one who loved Jesus the most out of 12 apostles. Jesus even asked him, like, do you love me? I do. You know what I do to love you. So Peter, the one who loves Jesus the most. John, the one whom Jesus loved the most. Not Peter, John. And St. James, he was the first apostle uh, to be martyred, the first apostle who gave up his life uh, for Jesus. If you remember the story when the mother of James and John came to Jesus asking you, can you give two seats to my sons? And Jesus asked him, can you drink the chalice? Remember what they say? Yeah, we can. They didn't understand at that point what he meant. But yes, that's why James was the first one to drink the chalice, the first martyr. St. Thomas says, it sh it's all of them should be in you. You should be St. Peter, you love Jesus, that's why you are here. 
you are St. John because Jesus loves you the most. And you are James, you're supposed to give up your life for, Jim, for Jesus every day. And here is my uh, two cents, what I think about this. Uh, whenever I say uh, mass for, you know, when it's the funeral or the wedding, it's kind of unwritten rule, but you have to mention right before Holy Communion, uh, but the Holy Communion is for practicing Catholics. Okay? If you are not Catholic, you can still come forward, but then please cross your arms over your chest so I can give you the blessing. I always add one more sentence. We have just reached the summit of our faith. I think that every Catholic Mass is climbing the 14er. And at the top, you see Jesus transfigured in front of you. You are Peter, you are John, you are James. Jesus shows you the glimpse of his future glory that you can see in heaven, but it depends on you, right? And this moment when Peter, of course, he wants to make three tents for all of them. And then when he says this, God the Father says, this is my beloved son, son listen to him. They were terrified. Because again, if you remember, if you are a Jew in Jesus' time and you hear God's voice, it means you will be killed. You will be dead. So that's why they were terrified, like, oh my, we are done. So that's why they prostrated themselves. This is the sign of, you know, I accept you. You are my God. Don't, don't do anything terrible to me. Of course, that was not the intention of God the Father. Listen to my beloved son. And so when the disciples raised their eyes, I love this moment, they saw no one, no one, there is no Moses, no Elijah, no God the Father, no one but Jesus alone. I always think about the Catholic Mass when this is the moment when the priest raises the chalice and the consecrated house in front of you and you see only Jesus. You don't see me. You don't see your friend's family here. You see Jesus. That's this moment. You see this transfigured God in front of you. Why? Because to be able to see God, you have to believe that it's Him, right? For those who don't believe, it's just a piece of bread. But for you, it's God. It's God. This is the summit. The Holy Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, right? We have to be here every Sunday. You have to climb this mountain every Sunday. Because then afterwards you go back to your life and you have to keep in mind what happened. Like Peter, James, and John. Jesus told them, you know what? Don't tell anyone the vision. Before, of course, you know, I, I, I've been raised. Afterwards, tell everyone. That's what, what Peter does. I have seen this. I am an eyewitness. This is not the myth. God really exists. So for us, again, the Catholic Mass is the summit, but we, we have to climb this mountain every Sunday. This is what gives you, uh, I would say, power that comes from God to keep going for the next six days.
In other prisons, I've heard many uh, terrible stories about people who gave up their lives uh, and faith. Usually, it's not just about Catholics, it's about Christians. The very first uh, point on the journey to lose your faith is giving up uh, Sunday as a holy day. And for us Catholics, Sunday Mass. Because if I stop climbing, I will never see the beauty of God. If I stop coming here, I stop seeing God in my life. This is the trailer. You can see, you know the whole story, but if you want to see God in the full glory, that's in heaven. You can, you can see that. You can see that. But God knows you need just a scene, just one glimpse every Sunday. You can see him, you can touch him, you can eat him, because that's what should fuel you for the next six days, the next six days, the next six days. You keep going. And so when you die, it's not a terrible moment. It's just the beginning of something much better. Be St. Peter, be St. James, be St. John. Love God. You are loved by him. Give up his life for Jesus. And if you keep coming here every Sunday, climbing this mountain with all of us, uh, you can see the beauty of life, the beauty of God, and ultimately you will see the whole movie in heaven. Let's pray that we will really do this every Sunday and we'll say that God is our King. The King whom we serve, the King whom we love, the King who loves us, and the King that we can give up our lives day by day. And I can promise you, if you keep climbing this mountain, this holy mountain, you will reach the summit and the end of your lives, and you will be satisfied. This is what makes us uh, good disciples of Jesus. Coming to him every day, but on Sundays, climbing this mountain and receiving him into our lives. Let's pray that we'll do it like Peter, James, and John will be coming here every Sunday uh, to see God in his glorified body, but just a glimpse, because I can promise you the best is coming.